0: Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 75 now, and I am all tied, joined by...
1: Omer, Gumbel, Matt,
2: Shrelia. Yeah.
1: And awesome. we got the whole whole shebang, two weeks in a row, we're all live. We'll I
2: got an important question, though, before we start, Omer.
1: Okay.
2: Are you running your casino right now?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll save that we'll save that discussion for after the weekly raid because I do all it's actually it. relevant to the weekly raid though it is relevant to the weekly it rate. is you're right so we'll, I we'll, even we'll, threw we'll, it in there no I throw in the weekly raid first and then we'll hit up my my casino in FF14 all right the weekly raid this week we're
3: asking a question that um, I don't think has ever been really asked before it's would you play an MMO, MMORPG without combat uh, pretty much every game uh, except for a couple. The way you progress is going to be through combat. You go to one forest, you kill some animals, you go to another forest, kill some animals, and you level up. And then every other aspect of gameplay, whether it's crafting or or the economics of the game, playing the market, is kind of secondary to combat. But it's not as if the word combat is part of the definition of MMORPG. It just means role-playing game. So could you have a game, would a game be fun without combat where... Instead of killing monsters, you're a crafter or a politician or you run a casino and you progress that way or you just live out your role-playing life uh, by taking on this other role. So I'm curious what everyone thinks. Um, it, It seems like, you know, I don't even know
1: if it could be done, but let's see what you guys think. Go ahead. All right, I think the only game today that's built on no combat would be Second Life. And it still fulfills the requirements of being an MMORPG. And it's only because it's, it feels more like a virtual chat room than our traditional sense of an MRPG, but I feel like mm-hmm. it still works. There are some combat elements in the game, but they're all third-party added to it. It's not a core element of the game. I think it could work, but I feel like almost every major developer has already kind of pigeonholed their own thinking into what an MRPG is. And because of that, we're never going to see another game like Second Life again, beyond what Second <laughs> Life is already working on.
2: But pretty much the entire game of Second Life, though, is a third-party experience. There's nothing really in Um, the game itself.
4: I'm always disappointed when this question comes up because it reminds me that no one remembers that A Tale in the Desert has been running for 13 years and is still running and has no combat. And basically what you do is you do your own little personal crafting and you level up your skills... And then you do these like greater objectives, like you have to work to build like a certain wonder of the world or something. I can't remember exactly what it is. It's been ages since I've played it. And then at the end of the uh, cycle, because it's in cycles that run for about eight months to a year, and then it starts over, sometimes a little longer, depending on how the player base is going. And at the end of the cycle, there's like voting right and somebody becomes like a demigod I think they call it mm-hmm. and they vote on new rules that get hard coded into the game
1: okay so I'm looking at some tail in the desert gameplay because I have heard about this game back in the days of Moha, like it was always there like a game I think I first saw on the com game list when I was researching games ages ago never played it because one the official website if I remember correctly looked like Duke and it is a very niche game and I I'm watching this guy running around. I, I, I don't know. It just seems... No, it's solid. Uninviting. It's, just, it's solid, but it's very hard to get into,
4: and it's also ugly because it's 13 years old now, and it was an indie title at the time made by either one or two people 13 years ago, right. so you've got to keep that in mind.
0: Uh, my turn. My turn, boys. I think one of the biggest mistakes MMORPGs make today is focusing so much on combat. It's almost like gameplay today means combat, right? When people ask, mm-hmm. how's the gameplay? Oh, it's live action. Oh, it's oh, tournament. It's See, th- they equate gameplay with combat these days. But I also think it's not a good idea to just ignore combat, you know, like just have no combat. That's also like just making me... i st- still focusing on combat too much, by Intentionally avoiding all of it. I think we've all played a lot of games where combat is a secondary, perhaps t- tetritary or whatever. Tertiary. Yeah, concern. For example, I'm sure a lot of you have played... This game, this game when you were kids, neopets.com, this game had, you know, pet battling, right? But personally, yeah. I never did it. I played Neopets, like, at least, like, eight hours a day for, like, a year, right? And and I never once did combat. Instead, I I did, I did the trading. I played the mini games. You know, I, I collected. I traded. I made money with the stock market thing in the game. So there's plenty of games we've all played uh, where there was combat. Yes, it's there if you want it. But it was not a concern. It was not a major concern. And I think... We can do that again, you know,
1: and then that way at least people who want combat can still enjoy
0: it. Uh, just don't make it necessary. How about that?
1: I think you've touched on a very uh, interesting point that games do focus on combat. In fact, I know Shun and I have talked about this many times. I honestly, games have to add more stuff that are non-core gameplay related because I think what makes an PG Probably a unique game is all that extra stuff. You know, you want to play a shooter, you play Battlefield. You want to play uh or Counter-Strike. You know, there's always gameplay there. What makes MMORPGs, I think, unique is that they create a persistent world, and you really lose that world when the- it's just you log in and you just kill stuff. Then it just becomes like any other game. It loses the magic, and that's what makes MMORPGs fun. And that's kind of why I like FF14 right now. Is there's a lot of stuff you can do outside the core progression, just killing stuff. You know, you do the story quest, you do the raids, and you could technically be done. But there's so much stuff to do beyond that like you're just getting emotes doing all these crazy quests just to unlock emotes doing the facts doing like, like just be able to collect cosmetics emotes hang around the gold saucer run around and it, it gives you stuff to do and that's one of the reasons i'm loving final fantasy 14 right now is that stuff outside of the core gameplay because the core gameplay is honestly probably the weakest aspect of final fantasy 14 i think i mean it works right but it, it, it doesn't really do anything unique on its own. Well, you just have like, like a
0: two-second uh, global cooldown? Come on.
1: No, it, it's 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 not even that bad because you really only encounter that when like I'm my character when I do my insta-cast ability and then I have to wait two seconds to do anything again. Because otherwise I still have you know my cool my the two-second global cooldown is still running down. But I love F-14 because of all the extra stuff you can do. And I think more games have to take cues from that. Like the gold saucer, it's cool, but it also needs more stuff. I'm surprised Square Enix hasn't even pushed more content on there. Because the more you can do Outside of core gameplay, the more fun a game can be, I think. Like here's the thought uh, for Final Fantasy: Is there any reason why,
0: at the Gold Saucer, you can't have a terminal like a machine, like an arcade machine, and play all the old Final Fantasy games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Meta. What? Why why would
1: you want that though? Because you you can't sit. You could sit there and play for like ten hours at a time. But like these are games. (laughs) You're playing Final Fantasy one inside Final Fantasy fourteen, guys. That's like this is like inception tier of uh of combination. Now I don't (laughs) know if that. You see a Moogle
0: behind you and you see
1: one in the game. You're like, wow, well, what's going on? No, that makes no... no. Well, you like, The idea of being able to play mini-games and games inside of a game are fine. You do have all these fun mini-games. Like, very, very basic stuff. Like, there's a little crane game. There's a little basketball game. And, like, there's some little more in-depth games, too. Like, Chocobo Racing. You can play against other players. You can do these uh, Lord of Vermilion, which is like a minion battling game. There's a lot you can do in there, but... I feel like there should still be more, and I think it's an awesome feature, though, because we were killing... I know Shu, me, and a couple of friends were killing some time. We did Chocobo Racing. Like It's not something you'd probably do, like, go out of your way to do, but if you're playing with friends, you want to screw around, it makes it a lot of fun. And right, so just, here's the yeah.
3: follow-up question, right? You, you, you're touching on things, but a lot of them are secondary still to the way the core game operates. You could have Chocobo Racing, but could you play the game and be the guy that owns the Chocobo races and have fun? Like, what What other roles, non-combat roles, besides crafting, because crafting is the obvious go-to, could Mm -hmm. you put in a game and make it fulfilling to play that one role? Because remember, it's a role-playing game, right? You're supposed to fulfill a role in this persistent world. And I can easily think of, you know, business owner, politicians. I mean, EVE Online does these things. Um, Maybe they're not as essential uh, outside of working with players, but... Like, you can't join an NPC business and take it over. But could you do something like that in a game like Final Fantasy? Like, could you become the king of or or queen, whatever? No, you could So Final Fantasy
2: actually added something recently that's... um, I mean, it's not quite... I mean, I don't think we're going to really find that much depth in in the system. I don't think there's any game besides muds that really have that. But uh, Final Fantasy added a new system where you could be the leader of a squadron. And you can train them and stuff. And you actually are in charge. You have, like, a little office in the the your free company and you can um recruit a uh, grand company excuse me and you mm-hmm. can recruit you can go through like applications and like w- when you do a lot of feats uh, randomly people will submit applications and they'll be like oh you know you're so awesome like i want to join your squad and then you can send them on missions and stuff and uh, train them in however way you want to train them it's pretty neat
1: Going back to Gumby's core question, though, I don't think because what makes e- even games like even Final Fantasy, what drives the economy, what drives like a lot of stuff, is the combat and progression. You know, people want to get gill so they can buy cool cosmetics to show off, and they want to hunt dungeons to get cool cosmetics and just buy gear, upgrade gear. Like, what what drives the game forward is the combat. But that's on. because of the focus again. Yeah, what what like you're saying thing, right hopefully.
4: now is because it's a symptom of what has become of the genre and it's the exact opposite of what you're trying to say in the beginning of that we need things outside of it
1: but i'm, I'm curious what could fulfill that role though i, I don't know a hard well,
4: question. You well, make stuff you sell it on there you become a business owner like yeah, sean well, said well, like like, what i
2: mean one one important th- thing to consider is like where did like all the mmos come from to begin with right they, they all revolve around stories of heroes you know and and i mean let's face it like you know our human history like the people that we really be like, oh man, that guy was a badass. That guy was a hero. I mean, like, like even in legends, like King Arthur, right? They're all like combat, like focused people. Like, they're all combat heroes, like hunters or warriors, or you know, that's the kind of things that we get. Is someone uh, but, typing
0: uh, really slowly? It's really I hear to click, click, click.
1: All right, but ne- Neopets, I'll tell You brought Neopets, good example. But Neopets had combat, and the combat wasn't the battling. The combat was grinding those minigames. games. That's in combat. any game. That was combat. You're playing this game. Why are you games, why are
0: you No, you you you're falling for the trap where you think the it's the core, you know, grind, right? you are equating that as combat? That's not combat. Combat is a very specific thing. It's fighting. Who are you fighting when you play those games? You're playing games. You're not fighting. You're playing these like silly saying, flash games. So 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 to that's currency. That's, not, that's like okay, saying so in, that's Harvest like Moon. Of- in
1: Harvest Moon. Is 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 uh, watering your crops combat? No. But that's the, a the
0: core mechanism, mechanism to move either. forward.
1: But do you think if you have game? I don't think mini games going replace combat in like that's an MMORPG that's, di- that's aimed that's at adults.
4: That's yes, a different yeah. conversation. Yeah, that's a different conversation.
2: Nothing really fuels like, like, you know, drama, you know, like, than, than combat and that's war. Not that's, that's not true. That's not
0: true. Because think of it this way, MMORPGs are supposed to be virtual worlds, right? And in the real okay. world, we have combat, right? Uh, but I I would I would argue that probably I would. I'm not bat- talking
2: about the real world real world though. People that play these games don't want to play in the real world. world on
0: what my point is, on- there's combat in the real world, but none of us have taken part in it. And I'm sure we all have drama and and challenges and and, and issues, uh, accomplishments, yeah. you know, without combat. So my point but I mean, is, think
2: about the stuff that we watch, though. I mean, like what what's like a you know, the like Game of Thrones, for example, right? It's like.
0: Okay. But action, a lot of the most
2: action shows no, like our no, no, is an action In Game show, of bro. Thrones,
0: right? A lot of the characters, like like that the, the tall, pretty chick, what's her name? Uh the sister. Cersei. Cersei? No, the sister, whatever. Even Cersei, they don't have combat, right? They're not they're not personally fighting, right? But they have their own kind of conflict, you know? Where they're overcoming yeah, but, like, challenges. Like, like Lord like,
1: Lord Baelish was a cool character. Like Baelish for
0: that. example. He's he's advancing without combat. Uh, and a lot of like the the little and the little girl actually Arya is actually doing combat right. She's
1: killing people like, with swords.
2: Like combat kind of adds like that whole like threat to it though, right? But,
1: like, but we're talking so abstract. Alta, can you give me? Like, I want to wrap my mind around what you're saying because it sounds cool. But, like, what can replace combat and how would it work? Like a very rudimentary way. Like, we can just say crafting, but like Minecraft. Is it gonna be? Huh? Something About Minecraft. You don't have to fight fighting those zombies in Minecraft at night.
0: is, like the least important thing people to people who play yes. Minecraft. Okay.
4: In fact, it's dull as fuck. Yeah,
3: actually, people like, I'm, I'm sure there's you know, mods to remove it, because like they don't want it. <laughs> like, Do you know what I think it drives the combat paradigm? Hmm. Um, I think we should wrap up soon. It's that people, it's an easy way for developers to exert a top-down direction on players. And I'll explain that real quick. What it means is to drive players through the game, to push them through the game's content, the developer uses combat as, well, maybe I'm going to lose people in this, as the narrative, right? It's easy to say, kill this, kill this, kill that. But in a game where you have, you know, unlimited avenues to explore, a game like Worm Online, you have to have like a bottom-up world building coming from the players, right? Worm, what makes Worm cool and the reason why it's not popular, I think, is that everything's on the player to build the cities, to farm, to create the economy. And without that top-down direction, most players are going to feel lost. But with combat, it's easy to give to give narrative and meaning to the world. You want someone to give you meaning, right? When you play a game, you want to feel like there's a reason this universe exists, but when it's on the players to do that, it, it you feel lost. And I think that's why those games aren't that popular. So I think these games actually now I think about it, these games do exist, but they're not
1: popular for that reason. I don't know if that made sense, but Minecraft is
0: very popular. Minecraft is very popular. Minecraft
1: is is not an MMORPG, really. You're playing in these confined servers. Well, how big at, are the ser-
0: some servers are big and they're public, but that's a choice you make. Okay the fine, the people who play just on online servers are they playing it? The, the
1: examples of of MMORPGs we have, I think, are Tale of the Desert as well as Second Life. That comes to I know Face of Mankind was okay. kind of similar, but there was some combat stuff okay, there listen, too, listen, though. No,
4: Face of Mankind was very combat driven.
1: It was very role play driven, is from when I played it. Do
0: you? Okay, but look, a lot
1: of games have combat, but I think
0: for me the most important thing is not having or not having combat, but whether you can reach the end state without combat. And I would argue, even in games like Ultima Online, you could do that. You could be like a seven-time GM max skills without ever fighting anything, just crafting.
2: Yeah. Cannon Yeah, exactly.
0: So there are games that, again, I think just intentionally not removing combat and not allowing any of it is is still just as bad as you know what we're doing now, where you're concentrating too much on combat. Just have it as a feature.
1: The problem is the market has spoken to the point where games that try this don't do well. A Tale of the Desert nope, is not popular. It's not, it's not Minecraft. Minecraft is not a good example. I mean, you, there's no is there combat in Tetris? Can I say that's a good example of a, of, of a non-combat oh, MMORPG? All
0: right. What? Let's say the Minecraft guys had one persistent server you could join.
1: Now is it an MMO all of a sudden? Is it? Does it meet your criteria then? Yeah, it could be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Changing the argument. But you, I don't think Minecraft is a good example. Second Life is another example of that, and they do it a very sophisticated way. How and is it that does that? A don't good example. Second, people play Second Life. Not a lot. But okay. It's, I mean. And you know, we're not seeing it if somebody pulls it off, it'd be great, but it's it's very hard to design a fun experience. I, I
4: think I still think Second Life is a terrible example because almost one hundred percent of the content is developed by players. They just gave them a tool set and people ran with it. That is completely different.
1: But people develop like combat and the combat's not really the fun stuff in the game. They have combat there, but people but, add but that's to a
4: that's it. still on the players. It's it's but not really. It's an
1: example of a, a, a of way. an RPG that exists without combat, whether the developers added or didn't add it. I don't think it matters. It's,
0: yeah, Puzzle people, Pirates. People play puzzle it, Pirates huge. is a good example too.
1: Hmm. Puzzle
0: Pirates.
4: Yeah, Puzzle Pirates has combat, but it's not prevalent.
0: Mm-hmm. I
4: mean, also, time, you, that, you, you, not, you're you were talking about your
1: a... pet's combat, dude. Would you consider the, the uh, combat in uh, Puzzle and Dragon? You're playing these match three games, and then they're they're fighting, you know, on the screen. But that's oh.
4: actively combat. That the Neopets things don't represent combat. But,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But why when is it, that that representation of combat like you still play a match three game?
0: Because okay. it represents
4: Hold up. combat. You were yelling at me for saying com-
1: talking about Minecraft in this
0: MMORPG discussion, and you brought you just brought a Puzzle and Dragon. Are you no, are that's you not real? Morp- no, I agree. That's not Okay, MRPG, so why either. that's not that's not But there, is
1: some pers- there are more what? persistent elements. But Yeah, you can, you can party with people and shit. Oh what the God, fuck are do you doing?! You can't party with anyone! You can't party with people!
4: Guys, guys, next
0: conversation. This okay, alright. Please, Amar, you are... While you right,
1: well, 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 we're on the topic of uh, non-combat, I, I have been doing a lot of non-combat... And some of and as, as I said earlier, some of the most fun I have with an MRPG is uh, non-combat oriented. For example, I, I've been running a casino in Limsa in Final Fantasy XIV on the Gilgamesh server. In fact, one guy added me saying, hey, you're the mos.com guy. So he, he, maybe he's watching. I don't know. But uh, I'm running a casino. So basically, if you type in, in Final Fantasy XIV, if you type slash random, you get a random digit from zero to a thousand. And the way my casino works is people can place bets between 10,000 gil and 1 million gil. If they roll over a 650, they win double their money. If they roll over a 950, they get triple their money. If they hit 999, they hit six times their money. So it's a casino, and I have a pretty hefty house advantage, but I've been sitting there doing it. People, people are some people are winning, some people losing. Obviously, most people are losing because the odds aren't very good for them. Good for me, obviously. But what's interesting is even though a lot of people lost because the odds are pretty bad for them, almost like 99% of people messaged me afterwards saying, hey, thanks, that was really fun, you know? I'll, I'll play again later. Like, nobody seems to get genuinely upset, even though they're losing money. But it's a non-combat thing, and I feel like I'm adding to the environment in to Limsa, too, because people can, like, play this little game that's they they, they really couldn't do before. Nobody else is advertising this until I started, like, three, four days ago. And I've been having a blast running it. I know Shu's been watching me do it, too. And I've actually made, in the last, like, three days, like, $20 gil doing this. So it's a shit ton of money. Super profitable.
2: It's it's interesting how um, they allow it, too, Square, Square Enix. they're They're okay with it. Oh, yeah. As long as you're not scamming, they're okay with it.
1: Which is, we were talking about the pussification of games before, and a lot of games don't allow any kind of casino, even if you're being legit about it. Because, I guess, they fear that players have a negative experience. And in, in Final Magic Fourteen, the way their enforcement works on this kind of deal is it counts as a trade deal. As long as both parties understand the rules, and they can easily look at the rules, because if I say something, it's in the chat logs, the slash random results are in the chat logs, and the trade transactions are in their back end. So they can verify the transactions are all legit. And because of that, they say it counts as any other normal trade deal and is a okay. You just can't use like third party websites to like d- roll dice or something. You got to use the in game interface. And if you do that, you're you're a okay. Now this is cool because WoW doesn't allow this, and Final Fantasy XIV does, and a lot of other don't allow this, even if you're being legit about it.
2: And I, I mean, it it seems like. Uh... When you run it, people are genuinely having fun and people gather yeah. around you and they talk about it. And everyone's yeah. like, everyone's like, you know, laughing and like, oh, you're going to get wrecked. And, you know, it's like, like yesterday, like somebody won like 1.5 million. I was like, mm. walk away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she was yelling walk away to the guy and the guy, guess what? He didn't walk away. He lost. Yeah, it all. He, lost- he lost it all. And then some. He lost
2: more. Yeah. And, uh, By and- the way,
1: uh, the guy that you were talking to is in here. Is it really?
3: Uh, the dead okay. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you're but ba- you're ba- in that game,
0: you're basically adding like you know you were saying the gold saucer needs more like mini games. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're doing basically with this, you know, little dice rolling is you're adding like a mini game, right? An event to the to the town square you're at. I think so. And it's yeah. a lot of fun for everyone involved. It, it makes the whole world more lively. Like, you know, like I'm sure we all grew up playing games where, you know, players' stalls were the mm-hmm. more common or people were spamming in town, selling this, buying this. So when you come into town after, you know, a long day's hunt. You like seeing a lively town, you know, with trading, bartering going on, trading going on, you know, blacksmith going on. So that's
1: uh, good. And, and it even created an interesting conversation because people were like it created like a fun atmosphere in the general chat, in the shout chat in Limsa, which is the busiest area in the game. One guy was yelling like all these lalafels, My character is a lolly character called the Lalafell. They're super cute. And then he's like all these lalafels coming into Limsa, you know, bringing their drugs, bringing their casinos and their rape into our town. You know, we got we we got we got we got build a wall and deport them all.
2: It's funny because there's like some like like lore legitimacy for what he said because like a lot of the they come from like the most like like decrepit town where there's like like a ton of like beggars on the streets and stuff.
1: (laughs) So it it created a really fun atmosphere for pretty much everyone involved. It it, it was really fun. It was a non-combat thing in the game, which I feel like it, it enhanced everyone's experience, enhanced my wallet obviously, but enhanced the environment as well. And I love to see more, more things like that in games. And you can't even do that in a lot of games. And this is just one example. And there's actually one other silly game I played in Final Fantasy XIV. Maybe you guys can think. <laughs> Let me know what you think. We played. We did a dungeon run with Shu, me, and I think uh, Wichi, one of our friends. And dungeons of, you know, we need another player, a fourth player. And he gets you a random person. So we play a little game. At the end of a dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV, you can give one player a commendation, right? Basically, like a karma, like a reputation. Like, you did a good job, you know? And we are, the game I made up was, whoever gets this person's commendation wins. Because there's three of us, right? And we can't give each other commendations because we queue together. So only he can give commendations. And he's got to pick one of us to give it to. So from the get-go, we were just sucking up to him. We were just trying to like be as nice as possible. Like, wow, you're a really good healer. You know, those healers are amazing. Oh, man, I was sucking so much dick. <laughs> I was sucking mega dick to get this commendation. And like right at the end, shoe drops like... He's just being nice. because He's got a game going behind your back to win your combination. Don't fucking give it to him, right? It fucking spoils my strategy, but I'm curious. What do you think of that situation? What would be the best strat to win? Like what would you do to win that situation?
2: We actually banned that strat because it's too OP.
1: Yeah, going forward. You can't you can't talk about the game. But I'm curious. Do, do, would you guys have any good strats to win that? To win someone's like uh, upvote or something, right? Yeah, yeah basically and it's because there's only one of him and three of us, so he's got to give it to one of us.
0: Hmm. And you, you can't. Okay, you can't mention the game. Like you can't mention the game.
4: I don't know, man. I play healer. I just do my fucking job.
1: Yeah, but if you just do your job, you you have a chance of getting it. But okay, you got I, you got I, the little something. Just tell me he, he was the best ex you've seen in a long time, like hunter yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I was I was doing a lot of that. Like wow, you know these heals are so good. Uh, it it sounds, sounds like you. Really it sounds like you overdid it. You're to I actually win.
2: won at the end. I actually No, which
1: the... you won at the end. No, no it... I
2: I won at the end of the, the, the other one. The one where we, where we banned the strat because I killed myself with that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, fir- fir- the first game, the first game, first game, which you
1: won. Yeah. The second game, you won. I, I have no commendations yet, but I, 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 <laughs> I, <laughs> I won by saying
2: I won by saying uh, good job, great heals, commendation for you, healer. <laughs>
1: That was, that was like that was like cheating because like I I already left the dungeon and she was doing some post game like sucking up right before I you left the dungeon.
2: shouldn't have left the dungeon.
1: All right, all right. Enough, enough. Ff14 talk though. I mean, obviously, Shu and I are still playing Ff14, having a lot of fun. Alta, you still playing ESO? I
0: have, have not played it. No, no. You know what the th- problem with it is? It doesn't feel like an MMO. It just feels like a single player game. I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm investing in a world.
1: Gabby, have you have, Did you try ESO as well with Alta?
3: I did. I actually had to uninstall it just to make a video
0: That's a BS
1: excuse hard drives. That's a BS excuse It's
0: like a hundred bucks to get a hard drive. What for four, it's four TB or something for a hundred bucks or less
3: You got a hundred bucks? You wanna give me that hundred bucks? God, you buy me a TB. No, I uninstalled it And I have had no motivation to reinstall it, Uh, but Aaron's right from what I did play I mean, it's very pretty. It's nice. I actually ESO has one of the best MMORPG interfaces I've seen uh, because it's minimalist. It only sh- things only show up when you need them, which I think is very important. You know what's funny? Um, actually I'm gonna transition go ahead okay. before I transition Most people out.
0: say like ESO online and Elder Scrolls Online was too too different from the Elder Scrolls series, right? Mm-hmm. And I had the opposite problem. I I I, I tried, you know, Skyrim, I tried Oblivion, I played for five minutes and I quit because I'm like, What is this? I'm a big world by myself, I'm bored. And uh, so I played ESO online thinking I would get something different, I'd get you know like an MMORPG. So my problem was, it was too much like Skyrim, where I'm just playing by myself. So
1: that was my issue. Yeah. You know what makes you play by yourself, It'd make you feel that way too? There's still no auction house in ESO, is there? I don't know. That seems to be an issue from a while ago. They, they've never had an auction house. But it just seems so odd that you can have an MMORPG without an auction house. But then again, that's not so odd. Now that we have games like Black Desert Online and Trio Savior, where like trading between players like not even allowed. Like, I hate the direction that those games have gone, but that's a that different tangent. Right, one really
0: cool thing about ESO uh, was the fact that any, ca- any class, any character can just equip anything they find. So I could, I'm a mage, right? I could use a two-handed sword. I could just equip it and start using it. I, w- I would level up my two-handed sword skill. Mm-hmm. So And I could wear plate. It, w- it would slow down my mana regen,
1: right? But I could wear it if I wanted to.
0: So it's it so really nice cool. that like, anything I find, if it's really cool, I, I can try it.
1: What, you could. There was no like gear restricted. uh no, like, class levels. restricted. I'm saying if I okay. find it
0: like as I'm advancing, like, if I kill a boss and drop something, if it drops a sword, I could even though I'm a mage, I could try it.
1: That's uh, actually really cool. Yeah, I thought that
0: was
3: really cool.
1: I missed that. I think the yeah. only other game that did that was like vaguely was EverQuest back in the day, but even that it, it did have class restrictions on gear. Yeah. I'm surprised more games don't do that either. It, you, they could easily make it so it's not optimal for a mage to wear plate mail, but. Who cares? You want to be a maze that wears plate mail? How cool would that be? Ultimately, I did that as well. I thought it was awesome. Battle mage. Yeah, you can make your own class. There you go. Your own inefficient class, non-meta class, but it'd be cool. So I wanted to talk about uh, another game
3: that just came out today, actually, into closed beta testing. I figured I'd mention it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's MU or MU Legend. I don't like to say MU Legend, because, you know, it? sounds... I think it's MU. Uh, I think it's Moo. I think it's Moo too. I know Matt and I both had a chance to play briefly. It's since it's, today is the first day of post-data testing. I'm playing right testing. Now. There have been, He's playing right now. There have been a number of issues with the servers, uh, long loading times and whatnot, as expected uh, for a CBT. But um, I had a chance to jump in. It's, it's, a, it's really a hack and slash ARPG. Uh, basically, you'll choose one of four classes. You have this... Lackluster story about heaven and hell, demons, all that shenanigans. Uh, but it looks very nice. Um, the main issue I have with it right now is it's you know if you've played any other ARPG, Grim Dawn, Path of Exile. Uh, you kind of just burst through mobs, which is fun. And it, it is fun because the game looks so good. It has style and flash behind it. I'm playing a war mage, and all the spell effects look really good. Uh, but you're running across these linear maps. You know, you're running through a forest. It's just a big hallway. You loop through, and you jump in dungeons, and then you kill more mobs. It, it just feels like a, a nice, solid, mindless ARPG. And I, I think it's 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 a step up from Davillion so far. For but that, I haven't played and- it enough a Final Judgment.
1: Right, i I have a question for you guys. I haven't had a chance to get on yet. I had trouble with the with logging in because the character creator kept messing up. And after I made a character, can you get in? Because the servers were overloaded. It'll be. I'll, I'll play it after the podcast, though. But mm-hmm. is the game persistent world? Because I know Mu Online was, and that was a cool part of being an, an yeah. ARPG that's persistent. So it is persistent, it's, right?
4: Yeah, it's persistent. It's got like, um, it's zoned, kind of. Uh, trying to think of a comparison. It, it's got smaller zones, though. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like Blade and Soul, where it's got the smaller zones mm-hmm. that have like the winding paths and stuff. And then um, it has dungeons that go out from it. Again, kind of like Blade and Soul, where it's like literally like that swirling vortex that you walk into. And then you go into a dungeon. So it's, it's kind of like that. And it has a persistent world. It is not as understated as all the comments I've been reading said it was. Mm-hmm. There's actually stuff you do in the persistent world. It's just the majority of the, I guess, what you'd call meaningful content does take place in dungeons.
1: But I like the fact that there's a persistent world because we see a lot of ARPGs have those instances. Like Basically, everything is instanced. And it's nice that it's persistent. I'm looking forward to playing it because keep in mind, Moo is a huge franchise. I mean, mm-hmm. it is literally Webzen's cash cow. Like That's like Webzen makes all their money from Moo in Korea and China and America. That's like by, And the game came out in 2003. So the game is over 13 years old now, Moo Online. So now this is the first actual sequel to Moo because we've had like Moo Origin. There's been a few mobile games as well. I think it may, maybe even a browser game in China or something. I don't know. But this is the first actual successor to Moo uh, to Online. I'm curious about the if there any hardcore Moo players in the audience who've played the game because Moo Online has a lot of fans and people have been playing that game for years. Like, I'm curious what their opinion of the game is because this looks way better from a, you know, I would say an uninformed view because I haven't played Moo online that much and it was not my cup of tea. Cause... So I'm curious what what those players are going to think because they have to cater to that audience because there's a lot of hardcore Moo fans from back in the day. And I'm curious if they're going to accept this as the kind of the, the stepping stone forward. Oh, did you know you made a joke? Moo is WebZen's cash cow? I, d- I did not even realize I made that. I, I appreciate you pulling that out.
2: Wow. yeah i I don't
4: know i want to take part in pvp the pvp is like arena pvp kind of like uh mm -hmm. origin had i don't know if the original game had it like that but um an actual you know pvp setting and i'm interested in trying it out and seeing how that goes but i don't know what level i have to be or where i have to go to do that
3: Matt, didn't you say the max level is going to be 500 or something along those lines
4: No, it looked like it was going to be, like, 500. Um, If the tutorial's anything to go off of, the max level is 100, and the max soul level is 100. I guess, I don't know what that was. It just looked like it said something about 500 levels or something. It it was unclear.
3: If you want to know what the gameplay really consists of, it's you just killing, it's you grouping mobs together, unleashing all the skills you have, and then moving on to the next pack. Which I always find satisfying, especially... That the- seems like every other ARPG, which seems, yeah, it seems okay. The same that formula thing. works. People like that formula for a reason. Yeah, it, I mean, it's colorful. It's, it's it's setting off all the dopamine in my brain. That's like, okay, this is a nice little reward. The one thing, oh, this is what I wanted to complain about. I hate Korean game UIs. The UI in this game is so bulky and big, and I, it's, I find it so offensive, and I can't resize it. And it is closed beta, so I really hope they change that. I hate giant UI. The bar is almost the entire bottom of my screen, and I can't stand it. Let me shrink uh, it.
4: This is why I like having twenty-one nine. Hold up.
1: See if I can. Uh, do I like got twenty-five sixty, this. so uh, uh, that that covers me pretty well too. Yeah, I have
3: twenty-five sixty-two, and it's abysmal. Really? Yeah, it's so big because it you know it stretches out the UI. Is that so? so oh, Good go ahead. ahead. We'll you think of WildStar. really Oh. It made me think of Walter instantly. At least Walter, you could resize it. Can't resize it, and so
4: I'm gonna drop my screen right now in Twitch chat. And I I don't think it's that offensive. I mean, I have all this extra space on the Okay, but you have a
3: different monitor than most people. Different, yeah. You You, you, imagine if you just cut a bar like you cut off those sides, and that's your whole bottom screen. Well, yeah,
4: I'd hate that, but that's why I have this monitor. (laughs)
1: Alright guys, Now I, I have to complain about one thing because I did get the character creator, I couldn't get into the game. Uh-huh. Well, Alright, listen. Uh, two class names are triggering me, okay? Which the, one? I'll, 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 you haven't seen it yet either, so maybe I'll get an initial reaction out of you. One of the classes is literally called Dark Lord. Dark Lord.
4: <laughs> what, Emphasizer? Emphasizer didn't trigger you, but no, Dark Lord did.
1: Em- Emphasizer triggered me as well. You know, em- and Emphasizer. The, and listen, the third one was Whisperer. Whisperer! Yeah. Everything coming through, okay? Psst, 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 you okay. Well, Come on! Cool. What is that? What is a what is a whisper? An emphasizer. And if you look, look at emphasizer, it just reminds the, you the writing really of writing. The from game League. is pretty awful.
3: So don't <laughs> expect stellar story or narrative. And you know, the main character, your character, is a bit of a dick. He's constantly threatening to beat people.
1: I like that. I like when games don't make you a goody two shoes. Like no, no, well, no. It's no, a no, it's game like, or even MMO. He comes out of nowhere, and it's 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 it's, it's kind of funny. Now you want to talk about narrative? General, I, I did I watch this. Did you guys watch the intro movie when you when you first like click a server? Ugh, yeah, I did. Okay, listen, I'll tell you. I know you haven't seen that, so maybe you're actually pretty funny. You it tells you that this this I guess this this hero, he trapped an ancient evil inside of him, all right? And he's battling with the with the demon inside of him. That's
2: so fucking until, edgy. <laughs> until
1: finally the demon escapes at the end. Diablo. Diablo? This is
2: Diablo. There's
1: everybody dark from Diablo. That's literally a ripoff. I mean the whole heaven health thing that
3: they do, yeah, is straight up Diablo. Okay, is it's just, a, there's no shame. Is it, no fair shame to say, man, is it fair to say this game is aiming
0: obviously at the Asian market, right? I I don't know. I Probably, don't know what their the plans are, are them, for the West, but yeah. it seems that way. Like I mean, right, you guys played a little more. I haven't played. I'm gonna play it, too. Actually, guys, just to say, we're gonna play this for Sunday Funday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually announcing our Sunday Funday game for once. Wow. On the podcast. We did last week too. Oh, nice. want a roll. Um, I I don't think. This, I haven't played it yet, but I'll, I'll save judgment for Sunday. But I don't think this will compete in the West with the likes of Diablo 3 and Path of Exile.
3: No, I wouldn't say so either. I no, think I if think they so. put this game on Steam, though, it'll it'll do stronger. It'll be far stronger than Devilian. Yeah, which was Is the it? other yeah. last. It's, no, it's
4: not going on Steam. I can tell you right now. Well, I, like
3: I, I just Steam. it's just speculation. It's.
1: I think they should put it on Steam, though. No, they might. I mean, obviously, Webzen has nothing had, has had nothing on Steam, but this is like a big, big release for them. So who knows? I'll tweet it at them right now. Please I, put this on Steam. I listen to you, Gumby. And you mentioned Devilion They have one hundred twelve users online on Steam right now, which is which is pretty bad. It fell off quite a bit. Well, look at the last six months and then tell me how many people have stayed. Yeah, it's devilion is looking rough for Davillion, but this is that you know. It looks pretty. It's an ARPG, and. and I feel like ARPGs have done pretty well as a genre. I feel like it's been a safe bet for developers to make ARPGs. it's Western ARPGs that do well in the West. Yes.
4: I mean, the entire genre fell off for a long time. Like, literally the entire genre, basically, until Diablo 3 came
0: back. Path of Exile, too. Did work. Have we done Path of Exile yet? No. No. Okay.
4: I played that for about... I know everybody's going to hate me for it, but I played it for about five minutes, was bored, and quit.
1: How long do you ago? not like ARPGs? How long ago? No, oh. I just don't like Path of Exile. I well, don't like the look of it. That is unpopular opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the look of it is very specific. They actually went for the whole Diablo like 2, gritty, dark, gr- you know. Well, I mean, I Diablo. played
4: Diablo 2, and I was fine with it, you know? I mean, but Path of Exile, I just, I don't know. Something didn't sit right with me.
0: They did do a graphic update recently. I don't know how recently you played, but.
4: I don't remember. It's been, I think, a year at least.
1: Hey, I mean, to each their own. Obviously, not every game is gonna be picked up by everyone else. And you know, just because somebody says a game is good, if it doesn't, you know, there's so many games out there. So you know, if you can play something else, nothing wrong with that. I'm looking forward to playing on Mo Legends. Curious how it's gonna do. One thing was kind of cool too. I saw in the character creator, you actually have account levels in the game too. So if you have a uh, like the way account levels works is, I feel like it kind of adds up the levels of all your characters. And if they reach a certain level, you get account wide bonus. Like you'll you'll gain plus damage. If your account levels are like beyond level ten, level five, there's, there's milestones. So the game encourages you to make alts and play them because it will literally benefit your main character through the account level system. I I has has any other game done that?
4: I don't think so.
1: And do you find that that form of like progression like offensive? Because I know some people to be like, I want to play one character, but I won't be as strong if somebody else plays all the characters because of because of a buff that's from another character.
2: Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't really like that.
1: Hold up. You don't
4: like me, that uh, shit? No. Let me look at the arena guide they have and see whether all this matters or not.
0: Yeah, MapleStory does it does, does well later on. Because I remember I logged into MapleStory and I was getting a bonus from my Mercedes, I think, on my other characters.
2: So that was oh. Cool. I, I so think it's better as an option, that's why. On there. Okay,
4: okay. So this is this is the kind of PvP I hate. So the arena is like exactly like Moo Origin. It's you fight an AI version of another player's character in 1v1. What?
1: Really? You can't actually play against them?
4: Nope.
1: That's so what? bad. In what world can you make an MMORPG where you can't fight somebody?
4: I'm going to copy-paste Wait, We were just talking English, about MMORPGs so. with
1: yeah. no combat. <laughs> oh my <Can> goodness. <laughs> we were just talking about non-combat MMORPGs in this game. Okay, that's worth looking at real quick. Showed off on the on the podcast too. Alright, Moo Legends, so apparently you fight an AI version of your, of your opponent. But like, why? Apparently,
4: oh this God. is only arena, though, to prepare you for the Altar of Spirits. So let me look up
0: Altar of Spirits.
4: Oh, they don't have it. Of course, they don't have a guide for is it. That.
0: Okay, but listen, they, they kind of label it as a
1: training ground, not an actual PvP. Yeah. And they could be working on this still, because it's, it's still new, this is a closed beta. I do not an open beta day for the game okay. yet, either.
4: Deep Presence says there's five v five and ten v ten. Also, so it's
0: training for the altar of spirits, so it's not it's not trying to be PVP.
1: Alright, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I'm you you not call it arena.
4: Call it training. Oh, I
0: mean, uh, arena, it's a training arena. Arena. A training oh, arena. Arena just refers to the building. It doesn't refer to the, what goes on inside.
4: I think we all know what we think of when we think of arena.
1: Gladiator. Alright, go ahead and look at the look at the steparo the link that uh, Deep Presence gave, showing some uh, PVP. So what's also, you know, I, I mean, I'm not sure if this is out yet in the in the in the Western closed beta, it just seems very weird that like the way content gets split up between games, like the Korean version for the English version for Rise of Records is still insanely behind the Korean version, and it's usually gameplay mechanics. Like if you if you translate and localize a game, why don't you launch it with the current content? And people can say, oh, it creates content rain where you can like keep releasing content more regularly. But the problem is, the Korean version gets updates regularly, too. So instead of always being perpetually behind, it, it just seems silly that games don't release with the most recent content.
2: It, oh, it's
4: probably a money thing. It's probably like, we're only going to put so much in until we know that we're going to make so much back.
0: No, they don't want to make things obsolete. Like Imagine if WoW just came out with like all the expansions, and then... Yeah, that means nobody would experience, like, the new...
1: That explanation makes more sense, I think.
4: Well, yeah. no, I mean, like, in the case of, like, Riders of Icarus, where they started behind even where the Korean version started, it's just probably, like, we're just going to translate this much, and it's basically going to be, like, early access, but we're not going to call it that and see if we even make money off of it. I
1: don't buy play. it. Can't buy it. Uh, that, that, that explanation makes no sense, because the marginal cost between translating 20% of it and, like, 30%, once you already have all the vo- all the... Translators and like the systems in place to work on the game. Well, then, the marginal cost is nothing.
4: They started like fifteen levels behind where the Korean version started.
1: Yeah, I- I'm curious why they did that, and I don't think it's a money issue because Nexon is also one of the biggest gaming companies in the world. They already had the the, the localization team working on it. What's their in the studio working? I don't, the
4: don't know. I version, just feel like that, that is, what, is, what, it is what it was.
1: I think they just did the, you know. I think all things
0: with explanation make sense. Yeah, they, they, and also, here's the problem. You said some of it is like gameplay fixes, right? Like combat fixes or whatever. Like um, like maybe you were split with Blade and Soul. The whole 1v1 thing in Korea, not okay. there. I think the problem is they're... they're the spectator yeah. client, yeah. They're, they're probably really shitty programmers, right? So they bundle the new content with that fix, right? So they can't put in one and not the
1: other. I don't know. It just... The Verizon thing is weird. And I'm hoping... Uh, Blue Legend doesn't like get too far behind, or any game gets too far behind. It's just, it's just or, very weird if you're excited for a game and you play it, and then you realize it's kind of a yeah, half-assed
4: I don't think version. New Legend's gonna fall behind because there's yeah. not even an open beta date for the Korean version yet. So, All
1: right, I I can respect that. They're on the same uh, same wavelength, which is good.
2: So, so many wings in this team. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I just read
1: what you said. That, that's a great point. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> like, why does in the
0: Chinese games especially? Why does every freaking character have wings? I don't know, I don't
3: like that.
2: Dude, look, look, just look at this gameplay, there's literally wings everywhere, it's like, some characters have like, eight wings. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> they should put wing-based gameplay in the description, right? Have you
4: guys ever seen the forthcoming? Cause that's what that reminds me of, the wings everywhere thing.
0: Is I that, have not. Uh, is that like, Jesus, after he died twice more?
2: I, I swear I saw a guy in this video that had like, eight wings, like, on one character. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking for him. <laughs>
1: You know, wing-based gameplay. Wing-based gameplay, right? I really don't like the wings at all. But Chinese games do do love wings. wings. I know that. Korean
2: and Chinese games, just wings everywhere. You know they have wings in Final Fantasy? In in the Chinese version? No (laughs) way. They have wings. I'm not not even kidding. Here, let me find a picture of it.
1: Because I don't think I've seen any wings just hanging around, otherwise.
4: All right, here. Here's, Here's a good picture of a bunch of people playing the forthcoming. I I copy the address.
1: Hold up. right there. More wings? Oh, yeah. Let's check it out. I love me my wings. Oh, yeah. Wings everywhere here, too. Nice. It just seems like... Okay, we gotta put something cool behind the character. Wings! This game looks like Ultima Online a little bit. Yeah, forthcoming does. It's old. I
4: don't don't remember... uh... Hold on. I think it's a French company that made that.
2: Here. Here, look, Omer. Just...
1: Somebody said it's like Korea and China are drowning in Red look. Bull because Red Bull gives you wings. I love oh. it, Chris. Too.
2: <laughs> look, look at that on there. Fucking was ass. it? Was
1: it Red Bull actually made in uh, Thailand? <laughs> Thailand, yeah. So uh, just, that's just their Everyone
2: has wings.
1: Nice. Even even the way they pitch Final Fantasy XIV in China is wings.
2: And look at that character.
1: Look, char- yeah. You know, wings for life. Wings for life.
0: All right. What else yeah. we got?
1: Mo- moving on to localizing, all right. I know this is an interesting uh, discussion point uh, about the voice actors. I know you brought it up last night, and uh, I told you to wait till the podcast. So give us give us a gist on this.
0: All right. Well, it seems like the uh, voice actors union is on strike, guys. Um, voice actors demand more money, and these are voice actors for what? Video games, and uh, there's overlap between anime voice actors as well mm-hmm. for dubs, I guess. Uh, first of all, dubs. Come on, you gotta watch subs.
3: So that's rule number one.
2: Wow, I, I yeah, disagree. That's dismissive. I, I,
1: I agree. I, I think some some uh, some dubs are pretty good. Steins I can't Gate plus. Steins okay. Gate dub was better. I yeah. I argue, it's better.
2: Older dubs were good.
1: Anyway, go on with the
0: story. Okay, so I I kind of rolled my eyes at this, right? Because for me, I don't know. Uh, my idea of a union is for like to protect workers. Well, first of all, their health, right? It's like a coal miner, right? Who's gonna get AIDS and die in the coal mines? He's like. <laughs> <union.
2: laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you meant something else, but all right. It gets lower in those mines, all right? <laughs> Erhan, Erhan, first of all, I'm not I'm, I'm in agreement with this, but they did say they do get hurt. They Come on! Hold on, oh, let me finish. This was the actual quote from the NPR article, or not the quote, but this is what was said, that the voice actors are... They're not paid enough, and they're at risk for injury, uh, because they do a four-hour session, but it's, it's broken in two, so they do two two-hour sessions in a day. And by the end of the day because of the type of voice acting they're doing where they're you know yelling like pretending they're taking damage or they're they're doing some type of villainous voice actually does strain their vocal cords and can cause uh damage to their to their voices oh those poor snow that plays. was the argument
0: those poor but you
3: do realize
4: plays. you do realize that kills their livelihood if they do damage to
3: their right voice. but it's true
0: but listen they're they're not even like they're like what's it called um they're like freelancers almost right they're artists selling their trade like Okay, that's not what unions are for. Unions for are for workers with interchangeable like commodity kind of labor. So these But guys isn't are,
4: that just kind of a societal like thing at this point? I mean it's a the
0: societal thing. I don't think that's, a, that's an argument. Like the point is you gotta protect uh, people who are commo- like, imagine you work a guy in a coal mine for eighteen hours and you throw him out and you get a new guy, right? But with work with with voice actors, um, frequent voice actors become more valuable because they have a trade, they have a certain skill, they have stamina with their throats, you know, they have a certain voice like Morgan Friedman, right? So, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like an artist demanding a union, like a, a painter, right? Come on, get real.
3: I mean, let's keep in mind, Aaron, that's just one small part. I mean, the main argument is that the gaming industry has ballooned and it has billions and billions of dollars, you know, it generates each year, it's only going to generate more and they're not seeing. A salary increase that reflects but they're not even the, they're not salaried employees as, as it was not I'm, just, as, I'm just bringing up the, as, what the as, but, uh meat of the argument was
4: as it was put in the um argument they haven't seen an increase in pay in any way shape or form in 20 years okay
2: i mean it's just a that's it, just like an increase in just the demand for it right but but yeah, the thing is, is the money. supply is is also increasing like by a pro- I'd, I'd argue a larger amount than the demand.
1: Also, the good voice actors, like the well-known ones, I feel like they're making—they're doing all right. So, who's, who's well, they're, they're who is specifically uh, is protesting? Like,
4: well, uh, didn't they say Lauren Bailey was supporting them? Supporting the them? I mean, should. is he
1: also getting the same wages those guys are getting? I think the problem is when, when you hear a strike, it's not always. Look, I I agree. I don't know their plights. Okay, I don't know how much they're getting paid. I don't I don't pretend to understand what they should be getting paid obviously the voice actors want the most possible money and the, the video game companies and the anime companies want to pay them the least amount of money. that's how business works you want to pay the person as little as possible and they want the most as possible and they meet somewhere in between, yeah, somewhere in between
4: I guess they feel like a strike is the only way to get them to meet somewhere but sure. um, I
1: mean they can try but look,
4: what I was saying what I was saying though is your argument that the bigger guys are getting paid more could also just be because they're doing more jobs.
1: Right, and like Morgan Morgan, Morgan Freeman is getting paid more okay, on one job. but did, 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 did half the voice actors all put together?
4: But Morgan Freeman is a like completely different argument because he's not like strictly a video game and anime voice actor. He's
1: but he he can do voice acting specifically like animated movies where he's not. Acting. He could, but he's not. He does.
4: That's it's not the same thing.
0: But whether
1: you do something exclusively or not, I don't. Look, he's still doing voice thing, acting. Obviously,
0: they're gonna want more money, right? And if they can get a God, God, God bless, right. But my argument is, look, uh, if you have a commodity, like like milk, like a gallon of milk, right? You go to the store, you get milk. That's not the same as, like, a niche. Like uh, Imagine, like, a mechanic, right? You don't want to go to any mechanic. Some will cheat you. Some don't know what they're doing. Okay. Um,
4: hmm.
0: uh, but a coal but miner how, how with, the, just, with a pickaxe exactly. is the same as every other coal miner with a pickaxe. So they need protection because they're, uh, they're, uh, they're a disposable good, almost. Whereas a voice actor, an artist of any kind... It's not a disposable good he's a craftsman he has to it's perfect talent. His, his talent exactly it's talent you can't have a talent union you can there are some but, but my point is i have no sympathy for them like actors i don't think actors should be a union either come on you know
1: that's my point here Oh, Good. sorry
2: all
1: right this is this is a little uh you know i i, I don't, i'm not gonna pretend to say he was right and i do agree with some of what I are saying but just because people go on strike doesn't necessarily mean they are being treated unfairly. And one example that really struck with me because I know this was like this blew my mind when I read this news like years ago, and I'll take my show, show on the, the podcast. The stagehands at Carnegie Hall in New York City that are making four hundred thousand dollars plus on average. Their average pays four hundred grand a year for being a stagehand. They move stuff around in the back of the in between performances. They went on strike an opening night for Carnegie Hall. So apparently they want more than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. We, I don't know how much the the, the voice actors are getting paid, but just going on a strike doesn't mean you're automatically right. Is all, all I want to say because I don't know the intricacies of what's involved.
0: It's a, it's definitely Which, a PR push, right? The voice, they want sympathy. Yeah, and okay, look, again, they want to try to unionize and get more. Sure, whatever. God bless, they can try. I don't have to give them sympathy. I don't give them sympathy. I think it's stupid, uh, and they want residuals from the game sales. Come on, come on. Like, what well, they? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it, I'm going to
3: use this opportunity to plug my article that I wrote a while back. Because I actually love terrible voice acting in ported games. I think it's the oh, best thing ever. When I talk bad. to an NPC and he sounds like a complete idiot, uh, it tells me that they've spent that money somewhere else. And to be honest, I'd rather just listen to the game in the original language anyway. Moo Legend has some pretty bad voice
1: acting, too. So, riveting All for bad voice acting. Rib- wow. All right. On the, on the on the flip side for the for the voice actors in video gaming it's actually there was a, one of the, the the villains in fallout is they, they explained that the the person that voiced them they don't even know who they're voice acting the game companies don't tell them who they're voice acting I like, guess to try to give them like less information to work with yeah. if they realize they have a big role they might you know demand more money so they keep them out of the loop. That seems that, odd. That seems, that seems kind of sketchy. I'm not gonna lie. That, that part does that oh, seem kind of sketchy. If people keep saying things like "fair amount," "raise." They, didn't,
0: they haven't gotten a raise, right? The, a raise implies they're employees, right? Then a lot of these are freelancers, right? I agree. That's true. So you, you can't think in terms of raises and salaries when it comes to freelancers. They, they command what their talent commands. It's not, it's, not up to the, it's not up to me. If I want my, uh, let's say, I want my flooring done, right? Some guy quotes me five thousand, but when he comes over. He says it's actually ten thousand. I haven't gotten a raise in twenty years. Like it's it's not my problem. I'm getting a quote for my flooring. It's not. I'm not. That's completely not, different. You don't work for
4: me. Advice on you hmm? last minute. That's that's completely different.
0: No. Okay. Let's say I get three bids, right? One guy says he comes in over everyone else, right? He bids ten thousand. Everyone else bids five thousand. I say, why'd you bid so much? He goes, I haven't got a pay raise in ten years. That's not my problem. I'm not. You're not my employee. Like, you're not. You don't work for me.
1: And, and at that I point, think I'll always argue to
0: he would choose the five
1: thousand guy. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I think what you're trying to say is that like it's. It's up to the person purchasing it, like what they believe the person um, is worth. Pretty much, it's it's not it it shouldn't be regulated, right? Or or it shouldn't be like up to people to. I I don't. Uh, Well, Canera said I don't see
0: that matters. There should be a minimum that every person who works, regardless of what sector they work in, should get. Yes, we have that. It's called the minimum wage. And if Mm -hmm. you want to argue the minimum wage should be raised, that's a separate point. You know, at least that affects everyone, and I can I can get behind that, right? I, I can. I can have a discussion with that.
2: So what you're saying is like they're pretty much holding it hostage. Like, exactly. And like, yeah, what yeah, exactly? That's and, what I'm trying to say. And yeah. are there
0: aren't there people willing to work for the current price? Uh, like yes, the voice there's, actors?
2: There's there's Clearly. a huge amount of of there's a huge amount of uh, supply for voice actors. Yeah, so,
0: oh, it's versus a terribly demand. competitive sector. Yeah, so exactly. why they, they, they yeah. do protest too much, right? They should be lucky with what they got. They,
1: take the crumbs and go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All just take the crumbs and go. Look, I I I just don't understand as a freelancer that you the the whole protesting part if you're an employee you can argue you you have very different arguments you have very valid arguments but if you're a freelancer and you work on a gig by gig basis you're not you're not an employee there are no set raises it's just what you 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 you, you build them whatever you can get you know that that's what it is if they and were it, employees i would sympathize more but it's it's guess the thing, i guess it's kind of merit-based, hmm. too. like hmm. by by yes it is all it's entirely merit based
2: that's what that's what i mean is like I guess, like like altis I, trying to say that they're just holding it hostage right like they're grouping together to like hold the whole yeah. thing hostage and like the uh, win sympathy yeah
4: i think the question is right how how else do you get the standard to change because oh, they some can
1: try part, they can ask for more money they are that they're just playing their hand look there are plenty of exactly. sectors exactly so there,
4: there's nothing wrong with what they're doing oh, right now and altis no. seems to think there's something wrong with it
1: no it, there's nothing wrong with asking for more money. Everyone, look, I encourage you to ask your boss for more money. For everyone, all right? Do what you can to get paid more. That's your that's your job, you know? Get the most you can for yourself.
2: I, I think what's being said is, is, is they can do whatever they want, but it's, like, not a sympathy issue or we should feel bad. Yeah, exactly. It. I'm not saying that's they don't like, have the right
0: to, but I, I have no, there's plenty of people in the world that, you know, need sympathy, right? Am I in sympathy? And I, I, I got sympathy for people, you know, starving, all, and, you know, the guys getting sick at the job. Um... You know, and they need a union to protect them and sue on their behalf. For example, imagine you work at a lumber facility and they don't give you those little masks. So all the wood chips get up your nose and you get cancer, right? Uh, and, you, and you could say, well, they could just sue the company. But one guy can't sue a company because it's hard. You know, they'll fight him for five years. They'll go bankrupt and they'll fire him. But if all the guys unionize and they all sue at once, they can get somewhere. But voice yeah. actors, they're not, It's not. they don't have that kind of risk. It's, it's, it's not like if the third starts hurting, they can just walk off. They can go home. They're not going to get cancer and die.
1: All right. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting point because the voice acting does you know mesh for their industry i know gumby linked a fun article on terrible voice acting and uh you do really I feel, I feel like it is a part of the industry that you don't really appreciate you know because we've seen bad voice acting and it really can ruin a game but i feel like even when the voice acting is good they don't get enough credit because they are behind the scenes when, when you when you look at a movie you see the actors you can appreciate them but there's a lot happening behind the scenes that you don't appreciate that's outside of this issue with the protests and everything but I know, they are underappreciated, I'll, I'll say that. It's yeah, absolutely. Like, from, from gamers, uh, uh, too.
4: it's Well, what I was going to say is, like, the whole Morgan Freeman thing really is different, because, like, you know Morgan Freeman, like, the moment you see or hear him. But, like, yeah, he's good. Okay, what, what's the last major, like, I'll, I'll just say, like, console title A game that you played? Not an MMO or anything like that.
2: That Final Fantasy game, the new one has... Final
1: no, Fantasy I'm talking about... 13 too. Do you know who any of the voice actors? No, not at all.
4: Exactly. So it is different.
1: What do you Yeah, yeah. Uh, if Morgan Freeman's was there I know I know I know him because he's really good at what he does. The point <laughs> is it's merit-based pay. There are so many actors that nobody knows, right? Literally beyond the AAA celebrity actors, there are millions of people. If you look at how many actors are employed in America, the numbers in the millions. We don't know any of them. they get
4: but- lead roles in games that End up making billions of dollars and you still have no idea who they are
1: but yeah sure that, that's true but th- there's also people that write the script for those games that don't, don't make a lot of money either it's how important their role is what they can command in the marketplace some script writers probably get a shit ton of money who write the stories for some of these games and some probably don't get anything
2: the, it's the reason what you can get. why Morgan Freeman can demand a lot of money is because just his presence can carry a project like just yeah. the just the fact that he's on a project is gonna immediately bring people in for free, pretty much, and that's what you pay for with that kind of thing. So there's like a premium to having him there, right? That's yeah. why yeah. he can demand a lot of the money because that's what it his works name for commands. Too.
1: Yeah, with a certain actors in the movie, he can carry that movie. We talked about the that the, the- but the Ghost in the Shell movie, having that triple-A. Yeah. I forgot her name, too. I, I don't know actors very well. Scroll Scroll through, through there, there you go. That's her. They get her because she's a, a you know celebrity, and by having her name attached to it, it will bring in the sales. <laughs> 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 I like all that I just said. The miner who walks out might get cancer in five years, and he's shit out of luck. The voice are going to e- eat some recoil. <laughs> he's good to go. <laughs>
2: I, I think I think it's a lot more complicated I mean, to be fair, I think it's a lot more complicated than that. I think yeah. like the strain it could cause on their. I mean, I mean, they could probably get cancer from that too. To be honest,
1: like, I agree. They are underappreciated, hundred percent. All right, but, but on I the think, whole pay thing, I have like, no business saying could, they should be paid more or less because I and none of us have any business. I think I mean, saying what they should get paid. We don't know. They have oh, to fight oh, for it. Oh,
2: like, like, like it all comes down to like in the end, like everyone wants to do voice acting. Nobody yeah. wants to clean up shit and people. Yeah or because it's like nobody wants to do it there's less people in that pool
1: mm-hmm, you know? that's true
2: With voice acting it's like such a prestigious job everyone wants to do it so the mm, pool up. is just huge how about this and that's why you have that issue
0: it's easy for people to say somebody else should pay these guys more right but what about like 100 percent? someone should make a humble bundle site you know in humble bundle you could sliders the sliders how much goes to developer how much goes to charity right well why don't we someone make a site, you know, you buy a retail key for like a Steam game and you can give a slider. How much how much over how much extra beyond like the set price? Do you want to go to voice actors? Do you want to go to like the janitors in the studio? You know? It's not why are you putting all the burden on the game developer, right? He's they have so many bills to pay. A lot of these games, you know, one bad game can sink a studio. Because they cost millions, tens of millions to make, right? If one game doesn't mm-hmm. sell, everyone's out of work. And it happens all the time. You know, studio layoffs all the time. So when there's all this risk riding on the studio, you know you might say oh well pay him five bucks more but why don't you pay them five bucks more why, why is it on this guy to do it
1: i agree and that, that that's that's worth mentioning too
2: so, so someone mentioned in chat uh wizzy mentioned uh voice acting effects video game reviews it does but so does everything about the game like it's about deciding where you know game developers have a limited amount of money they have to consider where to place those funds right where, where are you gonna what are you gonna do with your war chest you know you have to have to consider what's the what's the best uh, most effective way to make the game. I like more uh, successful. here's my
0: troll comment. Someone mentioned living wage. By definition, everyone who's alive has a living wage. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be dead already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right,
2: I went
4: I went looking for names and just real quick, uh, according to this Vice article. Hold on, I gotta pull it back up again.
1: Okay. It's also again, it is very easy um, to say they should be paid more, and it's the the wait, studios and companies go bankrupt all the time, and obviously they want to make as much money as possible. And uh, it's it's a very complicated issue. So I don't want to get too much into economics so here. Just,
4: just real quick, I don't know how many they get per month, but. Here's a quote from the Vice article. It's that, for context, the standard rate for video game voice actors today is $825.50 per four hour recording session.
1: Yeah, that's $200 an hour. What are they complaining about?
4: I guess it all depends
1: on how many gigs you get. Of course. Obviously it's very difficult to get those 4-hour sessions. You're spending most of the time fighting to get those sessions. That's what we're right. saying
2: is is yeah. that like just because the demand is I mean the the supply is huge doesn't mean like you should automatically pay more. You know yeah. I mean it's it's basically I think we'd market. all agree.
1: 800 dollars for 4 hours of recording is a great is an amazing No, phase. that that's a good deal. But uh but, no, but, but here's the problem. I, mean, I, I I sympathize that you can't get that all the time. Most of the time voice actors are not recording. The the amount of hours a voice actor spends every year actually recording voice for a job, I would say is like 100. In in an eight hour day, they may work 30 minutes a day because they can't find work throughout the whole year. You know?
2: That's the nature of competition, right? That is the
1: nature of competition. There's so many people competing for those that work that you can't always be working. Well, this is all moot point because as this chart
0: I'm showing shows, unions on their way out. So it's just thinking. Well, before
3: they go away altogether, I have an announcement. I'm unionizing, boys. All That's right. It. No! I no! $820 every
2: four hours. <laughs> 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 I, I used you take your voice talent for being on this podcast called me.
3: I'm going to use my internet law degree, and I'm going to the one I made up, and it's a "you're all going down." In, in solidarity with the voice actor strike,
0: we will That's now right. do the I'm rest of the podcast. No, we will do the rest of the podcast muted. So please stay tuned. If you, if
1: you tune out, if you tune out, you don't support the voice actors. So from now on, everyone just voice slip. All right, this actually this actually reminds me of a very old post Altai made years ago. Okay, that was
4: good. That was good. Listen.
1: Altai made a post called Anti-Labor Themes in Nostale back in 2008.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Labor it's actually
1: pretty hilarious, because Nostale is still around. And he wrote, As a game reviewer, I often find myself playing strange games, which I would never find on my own. One such game is Nostale, a free-to-play Korean MMORPG with colorful 2D graphics and simple gameplay. I wasn't expecting much from this MMO. You're basically grind fast, some, t- some fetch quests thrown into the mix. Following the main quest line, I was surprised to get around level 17 when I was asked to investigate rumors of a minor strike. I had to go undercover into the mine and listen to a group of workers and either confirm or deny the rumors of a strike to the mine boss. Unfortunately for the miners, the rumors were true. The miners were planning a general strike. I informed the boss and he gave me the following instructions. you had to go break the strike by actually killing eight of the miners. <laughs> so his quest, was to literally, his quest to put down the strike was to literally kill eight striking miners yeah. in, in Nostale. Which I, I just
0: thought it was hilarious. And I vaguely remember this. It's, it's one of those lousy <laughs> uh, like, Korean MRPGs. And what they had was, uh, they, they were kobolds, right? They looked like kobolds. And they were called Happy Miner, right? That was their name of the mob you could kill. so And then the NPC outside the mine actually had you break the strike. The, your quest was called Break the Strike. And the quest objective was to kill the happy miners. <laughs> and they weren't even aggroing you. They were they
1: were not they were yeah, yeah. aggressive monsters. Uh, it's just so funny. It's real, yeah. It was had, real. It, I, I remember it. it just There was actually pictures in there, too. It was actually an old blog post you linked on... uh. On, on MORPG.com, but it's, it's so funny that you can kill. It just. How'd that make it into a game? Like, how is it? How was It's such a Making ridiculous a notion. Wait, hold up, hold mean. up. Isn't
0: Nostal coming back now?
1: Nostal is still around, actually.
0: Okay, if Nostal's. You can get there. If you do a first look, you can get to that point in like less than an hour.
1: Alright, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to try to because that's an, pretty hilarious. It's an early quest. How many unintentional political statements are in these games? I'm curious. As you said, you're curious. <laughs> Just, it's, and th- these are coal miners, too, so it fits your, uh, you know, our discussion earlier. <laughs> it makes sense. South Korea, they have, they have unions over there, too. I guess I guess the people that make MRPGs hate the unions. God damn it. I baby. guess so.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's not going to be a big deal. Only 6.7% of the U.S. private sector is unionized. That rate's still going down, so it's a non-issue going forward.
1: Well, from there, I think we should move on to our uh, our next section here. Uh, before we do that, I do oh. want to throw a quick apology for the folks at uh, United oh. Front Games. We did, I did say specifically that if they gave uh, refunds, they're all right. And looks like we did talk about last week the fact that United Front Games shut down and Smash Grab. Uh, at first, we thought they they pulled the smash and grab and took everyone's money, but they are giving refunds to everyone. So good job, United Front Games. You guys are not scammers. Unfortunately, the studio shut down still, but you guys live up to your no honestly and give refunds for a game that you know shut down very quickly. So you guys are awesome. Good job. The just, a lot I, I just,
3: now, isn't it? I just want to note that it is super
4: uh, sad because uh, think about they're shutting down, right? Yes. So think about how little money had to come out of smash and grab that they were able to refund them.
1: That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's like, true.
4: Think about that. That is depressing as hell.
1: But what's going to happen at this point is uh, and, you know, another issue, obviously, with who gets paid what for these companies. The voice actors got paid for, for uh, uh, the game. And the developers, you know, they got paid. The people that aren't going to get paid are the debtors. The people that, that lended lend the company money aren't going to get paid. They have to go through mm-hmm. bankruptcy and try fighting for a piece of the assets if there's anything left. The owners aren't going to get paid. They lost uh, whatever the investment they put in, assuming they didn't take out dividends. So the people that, in these situations that lose are the owners. So it, it does seem unfair to, you know, all these voice acts and stuff, but it, it's a lot more complicated, obviously. You know, they won't, they, the voice actors wanted to pay back their paychecks. Uh,
3: speaking of, uh, where can I take this? Speaking of... Uh... Uh, nope, I got nothing. Let's just move on to interesting shit of the week here uh, we'll I like start it. with a big piece of news uh, Confirming my suspicions and it feels good to be right even when it's about something upsetting Blizzard announced in a forum post community manager ornix said Blizzard will not discuss legacy servers at all at blizzcon now What makes this interesting as we said this a couple weeks back is that? Nostalrius wrote a forum post saying uh, what was the, here's the exact quote? As a consequence, if Blizzard doesn't make an announcement to, uh, if Blizzard does not make an announcement to honor their own core values, be sure that we will. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, what? What could Nostarius do to start uh, laying down the smackdown? I don't think anything. I think um, they may release the source code, but somehow I think Nostarius would just fade from everyone's memory. Uh, people are already feel are already saying, shut up about legacy servers. Legion's great. Just don't worry about it. Which I find kind of funny. But maybe mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you guys have an opinion on that.
0: Okay, what what Australia said came off as so, like, uh, condescending and, like, holier than thou. Mm-hmm. I don't know exact wording, but uh, it, it just came off. It rubbed me the wrong way. I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. It was arrogant. It was arrogant. That's a good way. Okay, okay, so, um, what do you mean by, like, arrogant. Blizzard like... didn't, Blizzard made no commitment to uh, to say anything at BlizzCon, did they? No. And, no, not at all. Nostari like so, like, started it. They yeah. started the fire. Like they hadn't weird... heard anything. B- Most of BlizzCon's about new things. I would, I would assume, right? Not about like, like... Uh, a bit of both. It's a big event. Okay,
1: but it, it, it is. You know, who are they to tell Blizzard what they should announce at BlizzCon? I mean, that the part that seemed uh, yeah. like a little bit much. Well,
3: I should repeat okay, what yeah. I said, and I'll tell you why Nostarius wrote that. Nostarius, I'm going to say it again. If you've heard it, I'm sorry. Nostarius was starting to sweat, because they heard jack shit from Blizzard after Legion's launch, and they thought they had to get Blizzard's attention somehow, because they were being left, um, they, they were just getting, no, they weren't, their phone calls weren't being picked up, they put out this kind of aggressive forum post, and now they've been shut down. Uh, so So basically, if you play on a vanilla private server, uh, keep your mouth shut, don't tell anybody about it. So how
4: long long do you guys think it'll be until Mark Kern jumps in and says, we're gonna get you those vanilla servers?
1: Listen, it, it could happen. Who knows? What's interesting is they didn't dismiss the... the, the no, well, they couldn't.
4: They almost never dismiss anything. They just wait until people forget. That's true. That That's Blizzard's pattern. They just say, we have nothing planned. We, we are not going to talk about it until people forget about it. Smart and I, mean, I, I don't know if this is representative of all comments, but I just thought it was funny that one of the comments on the article is what I said when you guys originally were talking about what a paid WoW subscription server, or like, on mm-hmm. the legacy part of the store where they have Diablo 2 and everything, would it work? And this comment is saying that, like, uh, would I need to subscribe to play until 60? After that, raids and PvP is all good, but there won't be new content. It's vanilla after all. It works as a free-to-play private server, but not as a subscription-based official one. And I remember saying basically exactly that, to which you guys rebutted that you would have paid for it. So I just thought it was interesting that um, other people seem to be on the same page with that, and that it, it doesn't—it sounds great in theory, but I, I just still don't think it's what people actually want. That's actually, actually a really good for. point
0: because WoW is not a sandbox, right? So what once you do hit that endpoint, when everyone when everyone has that tier two or three gear, right, whatever vanilla ended at, like, that's it. You know, like, do you gonna unsubscribe? Because there's no. You know, like it's not like EVE, where you can just make your own content.
1: I think people will pay for it still. And assuming, depending on what the numbers are, maybe Blizzard can develop some some offshoot content. Who knows? If the numbers support it, we'll see where it goes. Oh, like, ah, but then there's two products like, developed. Uh, yeah, if, if one product has, you know, let's say they get a couple hundred thousand subscribers, I'm just throwing a number out of my ass, obviously. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they reach a certain milestone where it's profitable to do it, why not? It just but seems how, like silly I, I, not I, to explore the options, though. I maintain I, it's silly not to explore the option.
4: I think Blizzard would be looking more into, like, long-term. Like, could it actually be sustainable long-term? Or would it cost them more money to just
1: do it at all? But uh, That's where I, we, we're going to remain conflicted Because we, we had this argument before. I don't think it's going to cost Blizzard a lot of money to open a vanilla. They have all the code. They have, they have the smartest people working at Blizzard on a $20 billion company. That's it's not what outside things. thinks i I think it's, the on, team I think it's so easy to say to
0: when speaking about someone else or like a company, right? Oh, what they well, could do, what they should do. But there's a problem. Every everything adds complexity, right? And every and every layer of complexity makes everything harder going forward. So running one game, if you're a studio running one game, that's profitable. It's easier to focus and make it better than running two profitable games, even though they're both profitable, right? It's just, it's, now the margins go down because running it is more expensive. Running, managing, logistics. Just, yeah, logistics. managing two and products It's harder than I, one I project.
4: Think, I think one, people, one thing people don't think about is that there's going to be a lot of overlap in the staff that would have been ideal for that project. Yeah. And you're now going to have to move them definitively onto one or have them overstretched and have less acceptable work on both fronts.
0: And, and does Blizzard want basically player committees choosing what, they, what projects they work at? You
3: know, like, no, they don't. Obviously, yeah. you guys are missing. I think. I think the original point of the whole thing should have just been to have Blizzard sanction the Star Race and just leave them the fuck alone and focus on. Blizzard. There you go. I don't there, there that, I that agree. go away from that.
4: Just I leave them the fuck that, alone. I think that Blizzard would have done well to do that, especially after. Uh, a, was it S O E or Daybreak that officially did it? That it, a sanctioned Project Nineteen Ninety Nine. I mean, yes. just sanction one and ignore the rest. You know. Yep. It's, yep.
3: And then, then you're good to go. Then you can just shut the fuck up and move on. It, it makes me mad because I think this all comes down to Ted and the counting. I think someone at Blizzard was like, whoa, we got to stop this right now. And it's just him. But I don't want to get too caught up here. I want to I move through. We have some other interesting news unless someone well, has I just, else wants to say.
4: I had one last point. Go I think ahead. the interesting thing that I've seen since Nostalgia shut down is that we've seen like a huge increase of competing vanilla servers oh, yeah. that are probably lesser in quality because they don't have Nostalgia's code, but they're still there. Yep. Like, in in trying to shut one down, they have like five more taking its place, and it's just hilarious to me.
1: That's how it always goes. I think leaving alone might be a good option. I still maintain though, if they just th- they have so many empty servers in WoW, so many, just just turn one off and turn it to nostalgia, uh, turn it to vanilla WoW, <laughs> and just leave it like that. Don't even touch it. No new updates ever. Slap it on there, and people can plan if they want to. Um, I don't think so. No, guys, lose. Oh, let's move on here. Oh,
0: it's just you're not thinking about the. Oh boy, boys! All right, all right, we'll move on. Move on.
3: Let's move on. Move on. on. I, I wanted to get to this because I thought this was really, really fascinating. Right? This totally uh, circumvents the trend we've been seeing. Gameforge announced today that it's leaving mobile games behind. Gameforge is the publisher of games like Aeon, Orcs Must Die, and Chain Drops on Hex, and others. And they decide they're leaving the mobile market. They're going to refocus their efforts on free-to-play PC games. Now most most of the news we've reported is about the other is the is the migration the other way from P- making free to play pc games to mobile games so we, i think this is such an interesting twist and I, I think this shows that the mobile market while there's a lot of people going into it it's extremely competitive and it's hard even though it's may be cheaper to develop a game it's harder to make a winner and there there's less competition in the free to play space on pc i would say well, i want to hear your thoughts real quick for the round table
4: well, I think one of the things that I've seen that's interesting about mobile is that it's very hard to predict winners too. Like, I mean, it it, it almost seems random. There's so many games that are occupying the same spaces, and whether or not something that's the same or something that's nominally different, I'm not going to say like significantly different because I've never seen something that's significantly different appear in the top ten.
2: Mm-hmm. But
4: um, it's just it's it's impossible to predict, and I've never like seen any real trends with that. But I just, I think it's interesting to note that out of all the people that, like, hate Gameforge, they're, like, sticking up for the PC community right now. And they're saying, we're going to recommit to you guys in the whole, like, wake of, we got Soul Worker coming sometime. In, eventually. Eventually. And it's just. I, I just think it's interesting to see that one of the most hated free-to-play companies is recommitting to PC, and m- maybe while their like business practices aren't the greatest, maybe their hearts are in the right place. Who knows?
1: Uh, I don't think their hearts have anything to do with it. I think I think they tried to make some mobile games and they failed miserably. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, we we fucked, we done fucked up hard.
4: Well, I mean, I never heard. I don't remember them ever being in mobile. That's the other funny thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> remember
2: saying, it at all. What they're basically saying is like, you know, they. They cheated on us, and now they're like, "Baby, baby, come on, baby, baby, <laughs> baby, come on." You're the only, you're the only, you're the only uh, platform for me. You know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Have you guys heard of any of these mobile games? <laughs>
3: well, here's the thing.
0: What? Were they publishing mobile games or developing them? Because they're I are mean, a PC publisher, right? They don't like these games. I'm looking at like they're right, them. right. They're not. They're not developing these games. They're no, they public... developed
3: mobile games. They developed Icarium. Okay.
0: So what this what this shows wait, me is wait, wait, what? They developed
3: what? Icarium. Icarium. A browser-based M yeah, O you R right. P G two thousand eight. two so thousand eight. I have not played it.
0: they there, there. It looks like they're a browser game developer, but a PC publisher, right? Mm-hmm. So what? What this shows me is they just failed at publish, at developing mobile games. So they're going back to their roots yeah. of publishing PC games and developing browser games, which is fine it, you know, if that's their core competency. That's, that's all. I'm all for that. But uh, I don't think it says anything about the mobile market versus the PC market more so than their expertise. That's, that's at true. Publishing.
1: Also look at the look at the staff numbers. I mean we we you know they laid off about 90 people and that was about a fifth of their staff, which means they have about 450 employees. Basic math says they have 450 employees. I mean that's a lot of people working on publishing these games. If you look at a company like Valve which is enormous right they actually, we found some information about Valve recently. They have about 360 employees because there was a, they, they dealt with the regular, I believe, in Washington State about CSGO skin gambling, and they revealed that they had about 360 employees. So a company like Valve can do so much with 360 employees to be one of the most valuable gaming companies. And a company like Gameforge uh, has 450 employees, and they're relatively unknown in this space. I'm pretty
4: sure that Valve also pays their employees a lot, and that's why it's a coveted position.
1: Oh, they they make a shit ton of money. They, of course, they pay them a lot. But I can't imagine the janitor there makes you know crazy money. The, well, the, janitor- the developers make a janitor- lot of money. Janitors aren't
0: employed by companies. They're it's a uh, it's a contract position.
1: They're freelance. Yeah, yeah, that's a third true. Part,
0: yeah,
3: third party contract from a different company.
1: And I guess yeah, I'm sure also, they paid remarkably well. Awesome company.
3: They're all paid over a hundred
1: thousand. Good deal. Time time to work at Time to work, work at <laughs> Valve. I want to work at Game Forge, guys.
4: I don't know if it's still true, but did you guys ever read that article that it's like basically what they do at Valve is if you want to be on a different project, you just move your chair to a different desk. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's I, over. yeah I read about that too.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I still read that and I'm like, how does that company
0: work?
1: Like, why well, do like, they, they, they so don't, don't made any games? Here's a question. It, yeah. have, ever,
0: have any of you ever thought of getting a standing desk? I have one. You have do a you really?
3: Up. Yeah, but I don't use it to stand up. Okay, oh you lazy God. piece of shit. Well, the thing <laughs> is, right, so if they're... If, you need to get one that you don't actually have to do yourself. So mine is like um, plugs. I gotta unplug them and lift the desk up. So if I do it, everything's just gonna shake and fall off.
1: Oh,
0: shit. So yeah.
3: it, it doesn't work when you have three monitors and all this electronic equipment. So
0: you need the ones that are electronic, right? They go up Yeah, and down you need on. the
3: ones with the little, those are a lot more money at Ikea. Yeah, they are. I would like a standing desk though, just so I can move around. The ah. question is this.
1: Would you actually use it or would you just sit in your ass like you always do? I would sit on my ass. The first week, I'll use it and then sit I on my would ass rest.
4: I ever use it. Stand, well, here's the thing. Stand, oh, can you imagine playing like an RTS standing up? I can't. Not you even a it? little bit. No. Like you're like stand up.
3: Well, the purpose not an RTS.
0: Even, I think even the diehard fans, like the, the health people, they don't say you should stand the whole time. No, no. In fact, standing the whole time, as they say, is just as bad as sitting the whole time. The point is to like m- you know move your muscles and change positions throughout the day.
1: I I I mean I think it's healthy, but I I think I'd just be a lazy piece of shit instead of my ass. And I'm convinced everyone else in this podcast are also also lazy pieces of shit. So I have no doubt. If you tell me you're, you would use it, you're lying. All right, Shu, all the time looking at you too. Because Matt and I agreed that we're we're lazy pieces of shit.
4: No, I mean, there's a running gag that I'm a lazy piece of shit, so... Well,
1: I mean I, I admit that I am one too, alright? I, I make no bones about it, alright? I'm not hiding it. <laughs> I'll embrace it. I'm bask in it. Alright, this is a good one too.
3: Speaking uh, of uh, perceived pieces of shit... <laughs> I actually man. don't know what my verdict is on this, but I guess I'll bring it up, because I'm talking. Tree of Savior will be adding RNG Goddess Blessed Cubes, which will contain cosmetics. Uh, I actually didn't write this map. Maybe you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But basically, you will buy a cube from the cash shop, uh, get a couple of cosmetics. If you get double a double cosmetic, if you get one you already have, it turns into some type of cash point. Um, well, you can turn it into some kind of cash point, or you can keep it. Mm-hmm. So, so you're easy, basically gacha, you're right? you're rolling the dice yes. for the cosmetic you want instead of they just, just buying a straight out of the cash shop. They gotchaing it up.
2: They gotcha. Okay,
4: you, so it's so, such can, a good you, way
2: to make money. Gotchas.
4: My problem with this is really simple and it's the same one that a lot of other people seem to have. It's that literally all of their new ones they're saying basically like basically every new premium cosmetic is going to launch in these cubes, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just one part of it. The other part is they're retroactively removing cosmetics from the cash shop and they're going to force you to not just get them from like the cubes cuz they're not going to be in the cubes. They're going to be in this other exchange shop. Where you have to trade in items that you get from the cubes, get points, and then buy them from the exchange shop.
2: Well, are they, um, are they? Do they do it randomly, or are they saying like we're gonna make this change, and then you have until this time to buy them from the cash shop?
4: I don't know if they removed them from the cash shop already because or not, but they, they said it, they're they're giving it in advance. I think.
2: I think in advance. I don't see anything wrong with that. It's,
1: well, it's it's just not the advance, I'm calling it. There's no problem. Let, oh, they're let just the pure cosmetics, cosmetics, right? Yeah, Yeah. let the company fuck with the cosmetics, all right? That's fine. Let them, you know, make it hard to get easy. It doesn't matter, okay? They, they got to make money somehow, and I'd rather them make it off gotcha cosmetics and gotcha OP stuff, all right? And if we're going to stick to one of them, so far they seem to be going with the cosmetics, so have at it, Haas.
2: I mean, pe- people are going to get mad because gotcha is just kind of like that, but, I mean, that's just the nature of the system, and it makes a lot of money because it makes you spend money that you... Didn't want to spend, to be honest.
1: All right, and I do think there is that there is a there is a weird sense of like, I, I've actually recognized this quite a bit recently running my FF fourteen casino. Okay, uh-huh. the whole random, random mechanic, mechanic, it drives people insane. Like you can't, like, obviously, some of us can understand it, understand the odds, and choose to do it or not. But I, I am convinced that some people just, they go crazy. Right. and I, 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 think I
2: it's different. I think it's different for, mm. like. Cash like like Gil or whatever it is versus like a cosmetic. I think it's a different issue. But they so. but they
1: want that cosmetic is the point, and they want to win. That's yeah. What I mean, with, it with put it in
2: gold, it's like you're putting in gold to get gold. but the cosmetic, it's like you want a specific item yes. and it haunts you it like yeah, exactly and you, it, that will know?
1: make you keep playing till you get it even if you sink a thousand dollars into it you know at a certain point you're just like I, i'm I, i've already spent 200 i didn't get the item i want I'm, I, know I'm going I, it. I know nothing shoot, about this
2: i know nothing you're the this. expert i have I'm, never you're... done this in my life okay sure. okay I
1: just, <laughs> I, I'm,
4: I'm not a fan because they're removing cosmetics that you could just previously buy outright and they're telling you that the only way to get them is to trade them in and it's just it, it It's just a bad move, in my opinion. Like, There's nothing that's going to affect the game, but it's definitely a bad move. I and
2: disagree.
4: I, I, I'm not I, fond of it.
2: I, I disagree, because... having um, So, one thing that's really bad about gachas is when you have completely useless items. So, like, Fate Grand Order suffers from this problem where you will have the gacha items, and there's something that you really, really want, but the rest of it is completely useless, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to trade in those items to get something else... I think is a honestly a really good move because it allows you to like keep some shred of sanity and like yeah. some some feel good within you. So I honestly have no problem with them shifting everything else into like that special shop that you can use to buy with your leftover gotcha stuff. I mean I mean I don't see what the problem is. I mean I mean if you wanna buy it now then buy it now, and for all the people like you know who their only experience is seeing it in the gotcha, then what's the difference for them? If, if you miss out on it, then that's on you in my opinion.
1: Here's the only complaint I think people might have that are like a little, a little bit legitimate because again, I agree it's cosmetics who cares. Let them monetize the cosmetic users, it's fine. but yeah. they are preying on the the mechanic of the gotcha, which I, I, I'm okay with you know, but I think some people do see it as a concern where that gambling mechanic is there, and it just seems a little predatory. as people are saying, I think that, that's, that's
2: like the. So that's kind of it's here to stay. It's there, and C- we're seeing that in the West now. It's there in CS:GO. I yes, mean,
1: it's here it, to stay. It is here it, to stay. It,
2: if Valve is doing it, I think you can really like not say that that's not normal. To be honest,
1: and again, the reason again, I- I've seen this quite a bit firsthand in my FF14 casino, and you see it because the desire to win is. Some, one guy, I think, bet 100000 in my casino. He lost, right? And what's the next logical thing to do after you lose 100000 You bet 200000 to win it back, right? He it lost. It
2: feels amazing to win. Like, but logical,
1: really- that's not the logical thing. And then, of course, he lost that, too. And of course, if you lose $200,000, what do you do? You bet $400,000. And then what does you do? He bets $800,000. No, no, So his initial $100,000 loss, he wanted to play with 100000 He wanted to win in the game, you know, a gil. He lost. And he ended up losing like $1.3 because of it. Like I, people do that, you know. It's irrational, but people do it. And you know. Saying, you know and I think
2: yeah. I think a good compromise is to, you know, have like the shop that they said where you can trade in the stuff that you don't like. From that's man, true. It's good. Then, yeah. That's a good compromise. Another compromise is just have the items at a really high price. I mean, I just, whatever. <laughs> like, like.
4: Matt,
1: Matt, what is the solution then? What What is your solution?
4: Just not remove them retroactively. That's that's all I'm saying.
2: I, I I think that that is like the least like problematic part of this whole thing, really.
3: Really, I, I actually I'm I'm agreeing with Mayor because it does. um
2: how, explain, I don't like explain it. Explain to me how it's different. Like how it.
3: Well, like, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with. Uh, it, it just. It's, it's taking an accepted practice and putting it behind another layer. Okay. But I will say this, in the defense of what they're doing, I imagine any person that already wanted something from the cash shop before this change is enacted, bought it, right? So okay. who it really changes it for is the future players who didn't buy it, or the people who didn't feel exactly. that incentive. So I imagine in the end, it'll be okay. Uh... I, I just, I imagine also, I don't know if this was already uh, put in the game, but that there's a warning given it's that people who do want to buy the things they want from the cash shop can do so before the change. I mean, t- I think if you pulled the rug out from under people and just did it and didn't tell them, that would be, a,
2: yeah, I uh, agree it would with seem you that. I think, unfair. I think that but... would be a problem.
0: Yeah, I, I have a bigger question here. What so we all know they... gotchas uh, make more money than just selling the individual items. Yes, on a, a lot more money. A, a la mode option. Well, uh, I mean... How long before we see gotchas in the real life. Imagine you go to Tiffany's or Louis Vuitton. You can buy the bag, right? Or for 5,000, or you can buy a gotcha that comes with
1: three random bags for like $5,000. I don't
4: think that's ever gonna happen. And, then, and some
1: gotcha exclusives, like some jewelry no, pieces. No, I like it, I like it. This is genius, this is genius. Everyone would want like the white Louis Vuitton bag that you can only get in the gotcha, you know? No, but it wouldn't be, you, know, you could buy a $5,000 Louis Vuitton bag or you spend $100 for a gotcha. And, and, and inside it comes with, you know, it's a a a, a, win, a card that says what you win, right? You could win a like a hundred dollar like tie. You could win a five thousand dollar bag. You could win a ten thousand dollar bag. You could win a a fifty dollar so item.
2: You that with the grab bags, but people I would do like, that. But the thing is, they don't have like those those grab bags. Have you have you ever seen that? They sell grab bags in some places. It's like a just like a brown paper bag with mystery items that are worth more than you pay for the entire bag. But I think the problem with that is. They don't have that ultra rare that's, like, that's like you can only get it from, like, rolling this. Ketchup. Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Shoot, shoot, man.
4: What I was going to say is my, my thing is that I have an issue with now is that, like, people bitched and moaned about how, like, expensive Black Desert's costumes were, the cosmetics, at, like, $30. Mm-hmm. But now suddenly when it's, like, a tiny purchase that might cause you to... P- Pay like two hundred dollars for a single cosmetic that mm-hmm. you want. Based on
1: your RNG, it's suddenly acceptable. Hell yeah! Are you trying to say gamers are inconsistent and irrational? Matt, come on, come on.
2: I don't. Never. I personally don't have any problem with um, a cosmetic being expensive.
1: Me neither. neither. I, I, I'm not offended at all. People got offended that you know even Blaine sold cosmetics for like twenty bucks for like something. It didn't bother me at all. If you buy, it, you buy. It. If you don't want to buy it? Don't buy it.
2: it also, like it. It's like. The more expensive it is, I mean, the more exclusive it is, the more like it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, less people are going to have that. And that's what people want out of the MMOs, to be honest.
1: Yes. Imagine a gotcha at, the, at your local bank branch. Okay. You get your paycheck, you know, you got your $500 paycheck, let's say, and you go deposit it, right? You can deposit it normally, you get 500 bucks in the bank account, or you do a $500 gotcha deposit. You get a mystery deposit. You might get more than your 500 You might get a you million dollar deposit.
2: Than that. Yeah, at that point, because it's the same, you're trading in the same thing.
1: You might get a million dollar deposit you might get zero it just becomes gambling <laughs> or imagine
0: imagine you're a voice actor right you know you're barely making and oh you, you come home okay and your wife asks you and your two kids are sitting at the dinner table did you go to the supermarket and buy the groceries you say even better i bought a gotcha at the supermarket let's see what we get for dinner you open it it's got like <laughs> it's got like uh,
1: two crackers
2: have that. <laughs> they have like those those loot, loot crates and you know, this food those loot mystery- like, like my, my, my mom bought one of those one time, it's like a mystery organic box, they so like deliver what? it to your door, and That's it just so has weird. random shit in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember we got it one time, and like, I opened it up, and I was like, I was like, I was like, really? Sweet Potatoes? Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this shit?
1: <laughs> oh god, imagine a restaurant had that, it'd be even better, it'd be like a fun option, the mystery option, the price is always static, right? It'd be like a $10 price, and you might get like instant noodles, you might get filet mignon, you might get like... It'll little be a surprise every time you go. That'd be awesome, dude. It'd be so salty if you go out with your friends. Like, you, you get like a you get like a Burger King burger,
0: and your friend next to you has like a filet mignon. You're like, I hate this place. <laughs> dude, that'd make it fun.
1: I I I'd go to that restaurant.
2: Uh, uh, FM, FML, fucking RNG, <laughs> fuck RNG. I
1: you get the steak or the kids' meal. You, you
2: imagine that, like, you're sitting around the table eating with your friends, and you're just like, fuck RNG. <laughs>
1: Someone should
0: so do like a YouTube video like that, if MMORPGs were real life. You know, you like, you're like walking in the store, like, there's
1: like wheels that spin. <laughs> you get gotchas everywhere. Yeah. You know, all roads will lead to gotchas in real life. Because look, clearly they do it in games because it makes a crazy shit ton of money. So they're going to do it here too, in real life eventually too.
2: Dude, this is such a good, good concept. It's like you get in with your friends and you all pull your money and you just have like a, like a betting random like food. <laughs> That'd be fucking great.
1: All right, Matt. Since you're so eager to hear about the topic, I will gladly bring it up right now. All right, because we we have been very critical of uh, crowd funded MMOs on um on this podcast. Mainly me, I think we there's some shared opinions, but I feel like I've been leading the the charge for criticism. And I did see one thing interesting on the Reddit on uh, on Reddit about a indie game that was being made, and I wanted to bring it up because it's called um. You want to find it first? Where is it?
2: Is it MMO?
1: It is an MMO. Let me find it right on now. The it's bottom. Co- all right, it's called adventure.land, all right? Maybe you can just link it on here. And uh, the reason I want to bring this up is this is an indie game. I think it's made by one guy. And what's, what's cool about this is even though it's an indie game, we have a functional product that you can play right away. This is the ultimate proof of concept where you can actually play it immediately. If this guy were to start a Kickstarter, if this guy would start a Kickstarter and show off this game. By the way, I'm not saying the game is good. I, I didn't play it, all right? It's nothing to do with the, what the game is, but the fact that you can play it immediately. And if this guy were to start a Kickstarter, I wouldn't say this is a scam at all. He's already made something that works, and he can tell you that, you know, if he gets this money, he can add these other features. And this, I can, when I see something like this, I can trust it, because I can literally get my hands on it right now. But when they promise me the world, you know, they promise me all these amazing features, and all I get is some guy talking to me in front of a camera saying, it's going to have this, it's going to be this. That has no meaning. So... I'd rather, you know, one of these show-me kind of things where I can actually play it myself. I mean, I'm not saying this is a good game. I'm saying this is a the model I would like to see other games go, crowdfunded games. Create a minimum viable product already and then work on improving it. Because I know this guy's done something. He can do it. He can add whatever he wants to this game if he raises money. I'm actually so playing this game. this is what i like to see more games do. This is, already, this is already better than so many games I've played.
0: Only because, one, I could get started right away, like you said. It took me like yeah. two seconds to start playing. I'm moving around. It looks cute. I'm killing these I'm moms. killing
1: slimes. What about you guys? I'm, kill-
0: I'm killing this. octopus.
2: All right, I'm, I'm getting in.
0: All right, boys, let's get on.
2: New character. Oh. Maybe, this should, maybe
1: this should be our Sunday fun day, guys. You know. <laughs> I don't know. But people are playing, too. Look, people are playing this. There yeah. are people running around doing this. And I think the premise of this game was you can actually script your own like stuff into the game. You can code your own things into the game. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I'm, I don't want to the merits of the game. I just think it's... This is the, the path I'd like to see more indie games do. You mm-hmm. know? I think it's better to have something... Even if it's pretty basic, then have nothing in Hey, where are you guys?
2: Right, I'm right
1: here. I'm. I'm, I'm is, are, you, are you the girl in pink shoe?
2: Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm right this dude. Here. I'm just. dude. Hi.
1: Yo, what's up? I said buck over my head. Did you see it? It like went away really quickly. I, just,
2: boy I, just, I, just, I, don't, I don't see, see text. How, do you you How do we fight this thing?
1: I see you. right click. You right click. Sick combat. Sick combat. All right. But anyway, the, the point was, of course, like I said, it's. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa.
4: Hmm. This zone looks exactly like Golemizer. I
1: haven't just... heard of Golemizer columnizer how do i um i see you shoe. cool all right anyway what do, you,
2: what do you mean you can code your character
1: on uh, the subreddit post they talk about you can you can, on top right you can see a code menu and it does something right? you, Whoa. Can like, you can literally code stuff into the game it oh, brings up yeah. this notepad like plus plus document with the code in the game so you can you can actually like, i think code your own bots and stuff too but like again that that's a that's their gimmick like whatever but don't you think more games should go this avenue of instead of an asshole sitting in front of a camera saying it's gonna be amazing, we're gonna have all these cool stuff. We made these flowcharts of ten thousand dollars donations. We're gonna make the best game ever. That doesn't mean shit, all right? If I can, if I can, this at least I can play something here.
2: You, you want the you want the good old days of like the old fashioned funding? Uh,
1: yeah, if I, uh, yeah. This was just the game because you know it was an indie game that was recently posted on Reddit. But I'm not I'm not endorsing the game. It seems kind of cool. I like the art style and all, but. This is the avenue I'd like to see games do. Release something and then feel afraid to raise money. Raising money when you got nothing is, I don't know, is, is a douchebag maneuver, in my opinion, when you can't deliver. Isn't Early like Access kind of the
3: like, um, basically, the, the only difference with Early Access is you have to buy to see what the state of the game is in, but isn't it also kind of a form of crowdfunding? Uh, I just sense. feel like it's
1: early release. I don't think it's crowdfunding. Okay.
3: I think... Uh, at least you get something with Early right. Access. You need to have a demo, and I think a way to fix a lot of uh issues with people buying games saying they're incomplete and whatnot is to give more demos there are demos Demo. you used to always have to you get a free demo disc you test out games and then see if you want to play one
0: yeah, i gotta Those say this, of... this game is fun guys we gotta we gotta play this more often
1: yeah uh, i i bet it's better than crush online all right i, I had no fun in crush i'm level so... eight baby i will level you guys right uh, I'm, clo- I'm closing out close out all right we, we can't move on to something else too but i i think more games should go that route and i think i think do we have a unanimous know, agreement here or but I'm probably, in agreement. Yeah, I'm good, I, I agree as well. Okay.
3: I think you, I think you, need, you, maybe you don't need something playable, uh, but you need to show that you've developed something.
1: No, I want something playable because it's so easy it's, to show nonsense with <laughs> like engines and walk True. No, your you're own.
3: right. Uh, yeah. And it's harder to sift with the nonsense. So,
2: I mean, I mean, it's rough because I, I, I honestly like think that there are some, you know, indie developers out there that kind of, you know, they, they can really do something with the money. But at the same time, it's like, you know. We've been burned a lot as gamers.
1: Yeah. So. I, I ain't trusting anyone with my crowdfunded money. I ain't doing it. Ain't me.
2: It's Yo. just sad. Like a, like the indie indie developers have a lot more to prove nowadays, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. This game makes me want to play uh,
1: RPG Maker again.
2: <laughs> right?
1: Call me old school. I, I love those graphics, though, in this game. It's just the old school Zelda look. This, you know... All right, looks well, pretty. We've
0: been running for a bit, guys. Yeah. So well, before, uh,
1: we got to mention we got to mention some some news on uh, Revelation. If you want to play Revelation, still uh, the closed beta is delayed till November three. So next week, uh, Thursday. So we'll probably do a Sunday fun day for that the week after, probably. It was originally supposed to be the wasn't it supposed to be like today. Was it twenty? Yeah, it was supposed to be today, the twenty fifth, along with Moon yeah. Legend. Exactly. Yeah, it was supposed to be today, but they delayed it till November third.
0: Yep. Uh... All right, so yeah, we'll play it then, I guess. that's we'll There's games. a
2: there's a bot here. This guy's botting.
1: You can talk to the Halloween uh, guy and teleport to the next place.
2: This guy's right. botting. This guy's level 52 and he's AFK. He scripted a bot with Report the, him. the code.
1: Report him. It's part of the game. It's a part of the game, so that's okay. And I I got another, another one more thing to talk about, which uh, is kind of a throwback to some older games too. This guy should this guy the video I linked in the podcast chat, for example, it shows um. Some guys showing off some content in Tibia, some of the player housing in Tibia, and the way it works is, I guess, there are persistent world houses, so you can see the goodies inside the guy's house. And the Reddit post about this talks about that that guy has literally thousands of U.S. dollars worth of stuff inside of his house, and he can show that off to everyone who walks by his house. And there's so few games today that let you kind of like show off your cool stuff, you know, in games now, like in in a, in a house style system. And that made me another reason I appreciated, you know, Final Fantasy XIV. There is that that housing. It's not like, it, it's a weird form of, because it, it is persistent, but it's inside a different zone. But it, it's cool that you can have that, and this reminds me of Ultima Online, where people could do this as well. And it's these little elements of a game where you can just walk around and, like, appreciate like, what, what other people have in their houses, showing off their rare goods. And, like, rare stuff in the game isn't necessarily obtained through combat, either. It can be obtained through events and stuff. And it's really all these little pieces is what makes MMORPGs magical. I would argue that the combat is what makes it least magical. It's everything else around it that makes a game fun and magical, and I want to see more games do cool stuff like persistent world housing or being able to show off your cool stuff one way or another.
0: You mean non-combat stuff?
1: Non-combat stuff, exactly. All
0: right, now that we come
1: full circle, <laughs> all right, Alta, you're eager to end it, so I'll, have, I'll let you have it.
0: All right, guys, that's it
1: for this week. If you guys want to keep going, we can keep
0: going in the yeah, post-game, yeah, right, right, but buy- we are we are pretty much we're a few standard deviations above our norm here, so take it easy, guys.
1: Alright, nice. later guys for YouTube.
0: See you.
2: Later guys. See ya.